Good morning from Pharma and Biotech Daily, the podcast that gives you only what's important to hear in the pharma and biotech world. In our first news, Walgreens has appointed Mary Lingovsky as the new president of its U.S. healthcare segment, replacing John Driscoll. Molina Healthcare has reported a loss of 500,000 members due to redeterminations, but expects proposed 2025 rates to boost its benchmark rate. United Health's COO, Dirk McMahon, is retiring after two decades at the company. The American Hospital Association, AHA, has called for more payer oversight in resolving disputes over surprise medical bills. Moving on to the next news, Amgen, Roche, and Pfizer are looking to enter the GLP-1 weight loss market, challenging Novo Nordisk and Eli Lilly. These companies are developing their own versions of diabetes and weight loss drugs. Smaller biotech companies have also shown promising results in clinical trials with their own GLP-1 agonists. Amgen, Roche, and Pfizer are currently in the clinical stages of developing their GLP-1 receptor agonists and could soon enter the weight loss and obesity markets. In financial news, Eli Lilly has reported revenue of over $9.3 billion in Q4 2023, surpassing expectations. The company credits the strong performance to the demand for their weight loss drug Zepbound and the diabetes treatment Monjaro. Vertex Pharmaceuticals announced positive results for its cystic fibrosis triple combination therapy in two randomized controlled trials. GlaxoSmithKline's Blenrep combination therapy also achieved a phase 3 win in multiple myeloma. Novartis has acquired German biotech company Morphosis to strengthen its oncology portfolio. Bristol-Myers Squibb highlighted their comprehensive approach to cancer research. Shifting gears to regulatory news, the FDA panel has recommended new standards for pulse oximeters due to concerns of bias. Cardinal Health has expanded its recall of Monojex syringes due to compatibility problems. The FDA is planning to reclassify most high-risk in vitro diagnostic devices, IVDs, to ease the path for clearance. Edwards has received FDA approval for the first transcatheter tricuspid valve replacement treatment. ECRI has identified usability challenges for at-home devices and inadequate device cleaning instructions as top health technology hazards. Finally, several biopharmaceutical companies are focusing on neuroinflammation as a potential target for treating Alzheimer's disease. Vertex Pharmaceuticals' non-opioid pain drug, VX548, recently failed in a phase 3 trial. Bristol-Myers Squibb takes a comprehensive approach to cancer research. Takeda's immunoglobulin therapy for Clostridium difficile infection, CDI, has been approved by the FDA. Novartis has dropped a blood cancer asset after disappointing Phase 3 results. Merck's Keytruda has achieved Phase 3 wins in kidney and bladder cancer. BMS's Opdivo has failed in a late-stage kidney cancer trial. These developments indicate positive progress in the pharmaceutical industry particularly in the areas of cancer treatment and rare diseases like cystic fibrosis. Companies continue to innovate and strive for breakthrough therapies that can improve patient outcomes. Thank you for listening to Pharma and Biotech Daily. Stay tuned for more updates in the world of pharma and biotech.